the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Patriot is WWTC Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Fueled by Lucky Station. With SRN News, I'm Gordon Griffin. President Trump accusing the news media of suppressing his numbers in several national and state polls. Here is correspondent Greg Clugston. As the president prepares to officially kick off his 2020 re-election bid next week, he's dismissing public polls that show him trailing top Democrats in key states that he won in 2016. I think we're going to win. I saw a fake poll, a suppression poll in Pennsylvania. I even saw one in Texas. There's suppression. They're fake polls. The president says he also had to deal with suppression polls in 2016, but he tweets, this time is worse. Greg Clugston, the White House. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo stressing diplomacy and responding to suspected attacks on oil tankers near a Middle East shipping route. And says American officials are reaching out to their foreign counterparts. More details at srnnews.com. Dads come in all different shapes, sizes, and styles. Some are well-kept with a modern look, while others opt for the classic cargo shorts and faded T-shirt combo. Some dads are handy, fixing cars and building tree forts, while others are masters of the grill who specialize in piggyback rides. Be sure to tell your dad today the traits you love the most about him. You're the best. I wouldn't change a thing. From AM 1280, The Patriot. Happy Father's Day. If you haven't noticed it already, we've made a couple of improvements to our website, am1280thepatriot.com. We just kind of put down our digital hammers, our drills, and our paintbrushes, and now we are debuting our newly remodeled website, am1280thepatriot.com. It's still got great features that you love, but with a more cleaner, more streamlined look. So please check out the new am1280thepatriot.com today. For your forecast on this Father's Day, everybody, high of 69, low of 53, partly sunny skies. Hour 2 of the Brad Carlson Show coming up right now here on The Patriot. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan. Here is the closer, Brad Carlson. And 1280's Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with hour number two of the broadcast we like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thank you as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow, hashtag NARNShow for any comments or questions. And if you'd like to uh, check us out on Facebook, feel free to do so. Just go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and uh, give us a like if you haven't done so already. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in to our show as we begin hour number two of the broadcast. And if you've listened to this broadcast for 
any length of time, you undoubtedly know that I'm a sports fan. Anytime where sports and politics and the culture kind of intersect, those are the stories that are really in my wheelhouse. And there was a story that caught my attention. You know, uh, first off, let me just say that uh, today's progressives, quote-unquote progressives, perfectly embody the proverb which says, if all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. And they, they basically find controversy where there isn't. But somehow they may, it happens. And Paul Boys at the, the Daily Wire wrote about something that I hadn't heard a whole lot about. But uh, a rapper by the name of Common uh, praised the NBA for dropping the owner title. And Common, of course, is a black man, and he comes out and basically says, look, nobody owns us. Uh, and I'll read uh, Paul Boyce's uh, story. Uh, the push by several NBA teams to remove the title owner from the person who purchases and manages the team has earned the praise of social justice warrior and the wokest of woke rapper Common. Speaking with TMZ Sports, a politically outspoken performer said the term owner, quote, never sat right with me, closed quote. I'm so pleased, Common told the outlet. The term owner, it didn't sit right with me. The history of what we have and we are as black people in this country, it's just not really being considerate of the history. The new terms that some NBA teams have adopted are managing partner and chairman. Common especially appreciated NBA Commissioner Adam Silver for referring to one team's majority investor as governor instead of owner. Nobody owns us, Common said. These men are professionals. Okay, this is probably one of the dumbest comparisons I've ever heard. To to say that someone who owns an NBA franchise is by extension meaning they own the people for whom they employ or to whom they employ. That's not the case. This is no different than, say, a CEO of eh, throughout a company, Target Corporation, and their relationship to, say, an IT manager. That IT manager is an employee, period, end of story. And the stockholders within Target, okay, they don't own the employees. See, this, this, I, I, to me, this is denigrating what really, this is, not denigrating, mar- this is marginalizing what happened in the days of the slave trade. Because the title owner refers, in, in within the context of a sports owner, refers to a person owning a sports franchise and the rights associated with it. And they make employer-employee decisions, okay? Because as an employee of a sports franchise, you know, there there's an expectation. But it doesn't mean they're owned, okay? Because guess what? When slaves were owned, did they did they make uh, did they make incredibly generous wages for being good at what they did? No, they weren't even allowed to leave to leave their plantation. Okay, whereas professional athletes, well compensated professional athletes, typically have a lot of free time to go out and do whatever they want, hang out, just as so as you know. They may I I suppose there's a if they're on the road, there's there's a team imposed curfew, I imagine. But it doesn't mean that it's a slave owner. It's like a slave owner imposing these mandates. That's just that's just crazy. Because what this is about is that you have a team owner, or I guess <clears throat> chairman or governor now, that signs paychecks. 
and approves what money is spent on whatever players. I mean, you've got a, a hierarchy in the front office that says, hey, we like to bring these players onto our team. This is what it's going to be in the budget. This is how it fits in our budget, or in this case, a salary cap. Can we bring on this player? It's like, well, can he play basketball? Can he help this team win? Yeah, let's bring him in. Okay, and then they sign the paychecks accordingly. But to equate, and so to say that they were using the term owner because it implied that they own these people as some sort of chattel, that's, that's just ludicrous to me. That This was actually a controversy? I, I, I've never, I've heard that, I've been a sports fan for 40 years, and I've heard the term owner, and I've never made that connection. Now, granted, all right, my ancestry is not the same as, say, the rapper Common, okay? It's, it's probably, yeah, it's probably a good bet, given how passionate he was about this issue, that he may have had ancestors who were susceptible to, who, who may have been slaves. I'm not familiar with Common's background. Or certainly some of his fans or good friends okay, that he knows may have had ancestors that were slaves. So I'm not trying to equate my experience to theirs whatsoever. So to them, owner, yeah, it might have been in a different context. But again, it has different meanings, right? Like if I have a if I drive a vehicle, okay, I'm a car owner, or if I have a home, I'm a homeowner. All right. It's just it can it can be a pretty benign term, and in the context of owning a sports franchise, once again, you own the environment which is used to then employ people, whether it's people in the front office or the actual athletes who play the game. And I'll read a little bit more of this uh, Daily Wire story. This is uh, from Emily Zanotti, who uh, wrote about this as well. Uh, the term owner is actually colloquial and has never been an official term of the NBA, which refers to such men and women as governors. Uh, the term owner, TMZ says, is actually colloquial, uh, Zanotti reported. The NBA, which says it isn't pressuring league executives to find a better way to describe themselves, refers to owners as governors in the collection of NBA owners as the Board of Governors of the National Basketball Association. Controversy over the use of the word owner erupted in 2018 when Golden State Warriors Draymond Green told the HBO sports show The Shop that he found the term racially insensitive, evoking images of plantation owners given the predominance of black players in the NBA. You shouldn't say owner, Green said. When you think of a basketball team, no one thinks of the blank and Golden State Warriors and think of that damn bridge. They think of the players that make that team. You don't know what the bleep the bridge is called. When your product is purely the labor of people, then the owner sounds like someone, something that is of feudal nature, added comment, uh, commentator John Stewart. Is that the John Stewart, like former host of The Daily Show? Really? Yeah, disappointed in that. All right. Look, I I, I just think this, this is just a, a nothing controversy because, again, if you're at all familiar with American history, you know what those who were actually slaves endured to equate an NBA player, an employee, that's what they are, an employee. They aren't chattel, okay? They're allowed to go and exercise their free time however they want, as long as it doesn't obviously violate any team rules. Like, typically you have contracts that say you can't engage in, in sports that will make you susceptible to physical harm because obviously... You provide a service 
to this franchise, but to, to equate that to slavery, I just don't see how that computes. Now, if guess what? The NBA is one of the most diverse leagues in all of sports. I mean, you have obviously predominantly black players. There's obviously some white players, but then you have a large influx of players that have come over from Europe, European countries. Okay. So it's, I would, I would probably take this issue more seriously if the black players were treated differently or demeaned more than say white players or players that have come over from Europe, what have you. But is that the case? I don't know. Like I say, this just, this is just another instance where if something, if all you have is a hammer, every problem looks like a nail. And as Emily Zanotti reported in this particular story, the NBA really never really used that term. And again, I don't recall, I mean, the NBA has been around for how many decades? I don't recall players having this issue with the term owner. Now, if they did, and I, I could be corrected, but you go back to the 60s when racial strife was at its height back then, okay? And you had players that were playing for teams that were in outwardly racist cities, okay? Where racial tensions were very much high. If it wasn't a controversy then, I, I don't understand how it's this big controversy now, other than the fact that we're trying to prove who's more woke or who's more politically correct here. And that's really what it stems from, again, because this is, uh, I mean, the Redskins issue. That was an issue for a time back in the 70s, 80s, even I, heard, I remember a little bit in the early 90s, but then all of a sudden it's 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 been ramped up again. And there have been Native American tribes who've come flat out come out and said, look, we don't find this offensive, so stop being offended on our behalf. And I'm not saying that Draymond Green doesn't have a right to express his opinion and say how bothersome it is to him because he feels how he feels. I just don't see, if you know anything about history, how you equate NBA players who have this unbelievable lifestyle to what a slave endured. I just yeah, That's lost on me. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Hey, it's Lee Michaels here for the Mike Murphy team with EXP Realty. Mike and Sharon with us in studio. Mike, now I understand a lot of sellers are awfully excited because they're getting full price the first day they're on the market, so that must be awesome. Actually, Lee, it's not. Selling in a day sounds great, but our goal is to get the best offer for our sellers. We know just the right amount of market time to get all the buyers in to see your home. We have a proven system to get multiple offers for our sellers, as well as win those multiple offers for our buyers. And Sharon, you guys still provide professional photography and free staging. That's right, Lee. And right now, we're running a summer special exclusively for Patriot listeners through Labor Day. Sign a listing contract with us, and we'll give you $500 at closing, because we know you deserve a mini vacation after the stress of moving. All they need to do is mention AM 1280 The Patriot to take advantage of that. So, Mike, how do they get a hold of you? Give us a call at 651-216-7870 or go to MikeMurphyTeam.com. That's MikeMurphyTeam.com. According to Google, a local business owner like you needs to spend at least 15 hours a week to optimize their online search campaigns. I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of Salem Media Group Twin Cities, introducing you to Salem Surround, the next generation answer to digital marketing for local businesses. 
Let Salem Surround maximize your SEO and SEM campaigns so you can run your business. Call Alyssa for more information at 651-289-4406. People looking to buy a new fence in Minnesota are lucky. Lucky because unlike with other types of purchases, when it comes to buying a new fence, the choice has been made so darn easy. Only one company truly stands above the rest and has for a long, long time. Midwest Fence has not only been around far longer than anyone else and thus is far more experienced, they're the largest fence company in the state, which means Midwest Fence has the greatest variety of fence designs. You won't believe the seemingly endless styles you can choose from these days. And Midwest Fence buys in such bulk they can keep their prices lower than other companies. That's why if you're ready for a fence, you're just plain lucky. The legendary fence company that's been making people smile since Truman was president is but a phone call away and ready to stop out and deliver a free estimate. Your turn to smile, folks. Learn more at MidwestFence.com. Do you have insurance on your savings just like you have insurance on your home and your car? Let Online Trading Academy teach you how to protect your nest egg. In our free investing class, you will learn how to use your money to make money, create income, and to protect what is yours. Call us today by dialing pound 250 on your cell phone. Use the keyword OTA. Again, pound 250, use keyword OTA, or go to learnwithota.com. Welcome back, Cam. Twelve eighty, the Patriot. Somebody's knocking. Should I let him in? Northern Alliance Radio Network. It is me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. Feel free to check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we're here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. Also, weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag NARNShow, with any comments or questions. Excuse me, regarding today's show content, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And uh, by the way, I'd be uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't wish Happy Father's Day to all of the dads out there. I'm personally not a dad, but to all of you dads out there, hope you are enjoying a relaxing Sunday and uh, you're being spoiled rotten. I'll definitely have to be uh, giving my dad a call uh, today and my dad's my dad's birthday is June nineteenth, so there are some years where his birthday and Father's Day are on the same day. So, uh, but I, I feel one phone call where I wish him a happy Father's Day and a, ha- and a happy early birthday. That he 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 appreciates that. So I'll uh, definitely have to do that. Uh, continuing with uh, some stories regarding uh, social justice, you know, nothing is running more amok in this country and causing uh, more. Uh, uh, bitter discourse than political correctness uh, and things being done in the name of social justice and who is uh, proving that they are most woke, so to speak. Um, It's just, uh, it's pretty insane. And one issue in particular has to do with Oberlin College. Now, if you remember the story, Mitch talked about this on his show a little bit uh, last week. Um, There was a, a uh, well, first of all, kind of reca- uh, recount the facts of the case. Uh, on November 9th, 2016, which was happened to be the day after the presidential election and Trump was elected, and a lot of leftist social justice warriors, whomever, were just going crazy, uh, a bakery employee suspected an African-American 
Oberlin student, Jonathan uh, Allen, uh, Aladdin, Aladdin, Jonathan Aladdin, we'll go with that, Jonathan Aladdin, of stealing wine. The employee pursued the student and got in a physical altercation with Aladdin and two other Oberlin students, Cecilia Whetstone and, and, Dia, and Dia Lawrence. Police arrested the three students, and almost a year later, on August 11, 2017, Aladdin pled guilty to attempted theft, aggravated trespass, and underage consumption. Whetstone and Lawrence pled guilty to attempted theft and aggregated trespass. They were not racially profiled. They were guilty of crimes. Yet, students immediately organized a protest of the bakery, publishing and distributing flyers that claimed it was, quote, a racist establishment with a long account of racial profiling and discrimination, close quote, and that a member of the Oberlin community was assaulted by its owner. Evidence indicated that university officials helped published helped publish and distribute the flyer, including by disseminating it to the media. What, by the way, just an aside, what is it with bakeries being persecuted in today's society? As if that's the target of these far left progressive social justice warriors. It's it's bakeries. It, it's insane. So, obviously. This was not only flat-out false, but very slanderous and libelous. And typically, cases like that are difficult to prove because you have to show that it was malicious intent and that it harms your business, effectively harms your business. Well, labeling an organization as racist and having a long account of racial profiling and discrimination, yeah, that's probably going to hurt your business. Okay, especially if it's not true. So most organizations would, you know, maybe cower and say, you know what, that's the worst thing that could possibly happen to our business if we're called racist and discriminatory and then no one will want to to shop here or purchase from us because of that. And and I'll I'll just say this, if I knew definitively that any organization, you know, whether it be a store or what have you, was engaging in those kind of practices. Yeah, I I I'd extra I'd take my business elsewhere too. I don't want to be involved in something like that. But when it's pure conjecture like this, uh that that's uh those are those are some defamatory remarks to say the least. And uh the market turns out after these lawsuits were filed, uh they received uh, dutifully, they received, and rightly received some just compensation. This is from an Associated Press story. Owners of a market in a famous, famously liberal town were awarded $44 million in damages this week in their lawsuit claiming Oberlin College hurt their business and libeled them in a case some observers said embodied racial hypersensitivity and political correctness run amok. What do you know? That's a very thing we've been talking about on this show, Mitch has been talking about in his show forever, is that, once again, if you're a hammer, every problem looks like a nail. Uh, A jury in Lorain County awarded David Gibson, son Alan Gibson, and Gibson's Bakery of Oberlin $33 million in punitive damages Thursday. That comes on top of an award a day earlier of $11 million in compensatory damages. 
Ladies and gentlemen, you have spoken. Oberlin College attorney Rachel Rochelle Zider told the jury Thursday before the larger award was announced, according to the Elria Chronicle Telegram. You have sent a profound message. We have heard you. Believe me when I say colleges across the country have heard you. Oberlin College spokesman Scott Wargo declined to comment after the award was announced. Problems between the Gibsons, their once-beloved bakery, and the college began in November 2016 after Alan Gibson, who was white, confronted a black Oberlin student who had shoplifted wine. Two other black students joined in and assaulted Gibson, police said. But yet, but yet, the bakery was the one that was called a racist establishment and had a long account of racial profiling and discrimination. So this is the blueprint to fight back against social justice warriors who are willing to, for, to some of these people, the ends justify the means. If we have to get you to, to pay attention of, to rampant racism in this country, and if it involves fabricating a story, by golly, we're going to do it. And that's what they try to do. And by the way, who are the adults? I mean, I know these college students are technically adults, but who are the adults that just blindly disseminated this information to the media and put out flyers without even checking a spot of evidence. Because if you're going to uh, denigrate a bakery, an establishment, a business, by saying that they racially profile and that they're a racist establishment, wouldn't you want to be 100% sure that there's some factual basis to that claim? But instead, they just take the student's word for it. And by the way, when they were disseminating this information, putting out flyers and whatnot, um, didn't they didn't they know that these students were being brought up on charges? Again, the young man who stole the wine ended up pleading guilty to theft, aggravated trespass, and underage consumption. Okay, this I'm reading the timeline of this now. This was almost a year later, so I would assume, at least I would hope, that when the Adults at Oberlin College were helping get this information out to media and putting out flyers and whatnot that they were not aware that this young man was going to plead guilty. I mean, this is just an absolute disgrace, an absolute disgrace. And David French at, uh, at, uh, the National, at National Review uh, called this the Oberlin trial as a blueprint for fighting back. And I'll read a final couple paragraphs of his piece. Uh, the First Amendment rightly provides speakers, even the most hostile and malicious speakers, with a considerable amount of protection from legal punishment. But that protection has always had limits, and those limits are rightly stronger when the target of the attack isn't a public figure, such as a celebrity, politician, or journalist. Given the extent to which online mob behavior so often depends upon a combination of malicious falsehoods and attempted economic reprisals, many incidents immediately implicate the common law. It's tempting, given the uh, the technological revolution that's upended in American culture, to believe that old legal doctrines and traditions aren't up to the new challenges of our time. But lies are still lies, contracts are still contracts, and the law of libel applies just as much to a Facebook post or a tweet as it does to a printed flyer. An illiberal virus has, <clears throat> excuse me, has entered the American system. It was only a matter of time before the liberal antibodies began to emerge. And thanks to the brave proprietors of Gibson's Food Market and Bakery, victims of hate and malice now know 
that they have the tools to fight back. So when these charges were levied against this bakery of them being a racist establishment, I would imagine, and again, I don't know, I I haven't read all the stories in this, but I would imagine they were approached and said, look, uh, this is unacceptable, you you folks and your racist behavior. Uh, we're going to call it out unless you um, come out and apologize, come out and make a statement, or maybe they were even there was an even attempted shakedown or said, hey, we'll, we'll let this slide, but you got to do a little something for us. I mean, that's classic mob behavior, okay? I don't know if any of that happened. But even if it did, the owners of this bakery, again, as David French said, this is the blueprint for fighting back, saying, you know what? These are flat-out blatant, false, and provable lies and we're going to fight with every fiber of our being. It may cost us quite a bit, you know, from a uh, financial standpoint, because obviously any lawsuit is going to be a significant strain on on financial resources. This may cost us a lot, but you know what? This is worth fighting for. This is worth fighting back against, because this isn't just about the bakery. This is about society at large. When you have people that are willing to use these tactics that... Nor normally have made other organizations or other individuals cower. Um, yeah, this was unacceptable behavior. So kudos to the bakery and uh, shame on Oberlin College and those who uh, accompanied these youths or indulged in this uh, in this lie. So AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network, with me, Brad Carlson, back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Making your way, the only way they know how. Don't miss Sandvold Financial Group's Money Talks radio show here every Sunday morning at 9. Securities offered through Woodbury Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Sandvold Financial Group is in Minnetonka, 952-544-2837. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. Your first year of Christian school is half price through TwinCitiesTuitions.com. If you see public school as a negative influence on your child's faith, it's time to make a change. To find out more about our half price Christian school tuition program, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Every parent has seen a time where dinner is on the table and one of the parents is trying to help with the homework and it explodes in your face. You all of a sudden have one child crying, dad is upset, mom is standing there looking with her hands up in the air. What do we do now? That was the time when we went to the professionals at Mathemasium. Hi, I'm Brenda from Southwest Minneapolis. We discovered that Skylar needed a little bit of, um, of help during parent-teacher conferences in the second grade. That's why we went to Mathemasium. The results that we've seen so far are just stellar. At the beginning of school last year, she essentially did not want to go to school. Six months into the program, she was basically counseling and helping other kids in her math group. Her confidence ballooned. I would highly recommend Mathemasium. Enroll in Mathemasium summer program to make your child's future greater than their past. For $100 off enrollment, go to the advertiser page at am1280thepatriot.com and find the Mathemasium Center near you. 
Hi, John Wichko here. As the owner of Advantage Auto Glass, I'd like to invite you to finally get that chipped or cracked windshield fixed right the first time. Here are just some of the advantages of using Advantage Auto Glass. Advantage number one. We're locally owned in Minnesota through and through. Our corporate headquarters are not in Philadelphia. Advantage number two. We're family owned. If you have a problem, you talk to me, the owner. Advantage number three. We're a preferred shop for all major insurance companies. So just tell your insurance agent you want to work with Advantage Auto Glass. Or better yet, call us direct and we'll handle it for you. Call Advantage Auto Glass today at 952-423-6396 and we'll replace your windshield with only the highest quality parts and adhesives. And don't forget, you can schedule your appointment on our website at ReplaceMyWindshield.com. That's ReplaceMyWindshield.com. Welcome back, Cam Twelve to the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. Closing out this week's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network programming. You can catch my friend and colleague King Banyan on our sister station AM 1440, The Businessman. It is the King Banyan Show Saturdays from 9 to 11 a.m. And my friend and colleague Mitch Berg on these very airwaves. AM 1280, The Patriot, Saturdays, 1 to 3 p.m. He is the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. I am the closer, closing out weekends right here in these airwaves, AM 1280, from 1 to 3. And as always, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, I kind of alluded to the fact that bakers kind of seem to be the new scourge of society, according to these social justice warriors. And, of course, many of you remember Jack Phillips, the owner of Masterpiece Cake Shop in Lakewood, Colorado, who was sued back in 2012 for declining to create a custom cake for a same-sex wedding because of his traditional beliefs. Now, this is when a lot of states were passing uh, same-sex marriage laws, and then eventually in 2015, the Supreme Court uh, invalidated any state law which made same-sex marriage illegal, essentially making it the law of the land, same-sex marriage. So this was the issue that was always concerned about by conservatives and Christians like myself, because I, as I've gotten older, I've got more libertarian on the issue. I mean, I still, uh, I still oppose uh, same sex marriage and I still believe it's incompatible with the Christian faith. Nevertheless, uh, there are laws in this society, you know, whether you agree with them or not, that, are in place, and I'm not going to denigrate another human being because I think they're making the wrong uh, lifestyle choice. Again, that's I'm certainly not God. All right, and anybody who you know, and again, this is from a, a biblical perspective. Anybody who engages in behavior that goes against the, the Word of God, you know, someone that, that I can that I can pray for. But again, that's a worldview clash. From a legal standpoint, same-sex marriage is the law of the land. And also from a legal standpoint, you can't discriminate against anybody from entering your establishment, whether it be a store, restaurant, what have you, on the basis of race, gender, sexual orientation, what have you. Well, that's not what Jack Phillips did. I mean, if this gay couple had come in and say, hey, we want to buy six dozen cupcakes for our wedding that we have coming up, it would have sold them to him. No questions asked. Okay? But when you're asking him to participate 
actively in your ceremony and use his artistic talent for a ceremony that he doesn't believe in, okay, that's where he drew the line. And I've said it a hundred times on the show, I don't understand why you want to force somebody to participate in what is supposed to be the hap- perhaps the happiest day of your life, and they don't want to be there. I mean, I remember my my wife and I got married. We sure as heck wouldn't have wanted anybody to participate in any aspect of our wedding ceremony if they didn't want to be there. But we all know there's a greater cause here. The 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 social justice mob. There is the only way. There there can't be a peaceful dissension. There can't be civil disagreement. It is full acquiescence in the mind of these people. And I bring all this up because uh, Jack Phillips apparently what is being sued for the third time. Now, you remember in June of 2018, again, this is from a Daily Signal story, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled in favor of Phillips 7-2, to holding that the Colorado Civil Rights uh, Commission of Civil Rights, which had ruled that Phillips had discriminated unlawfully, demonstrated clear and impermissible hostility towards Phillips and his Christian belief that marriage is the union of one man and one woman. And after Phillips' Supreme Court win, he was sued a second time by the state, this time on uh, uh, Scardina's belief that the suit was dropped when uh, Phillips countersued. So, yeah, this was a... uh, uh, Scardina is uh, Autumn uh, Scardina, who was uh, going through a gender transition and now identifies as a transgender woman. And this person wanted to uh, Jack Phillips to bake a birthday cake to celebrate that tr- gender transition. Well, Jack Phillips does not believe in that and believes it violates his religious conscience, so he was not going to acquiesce to that. And so this, this person dropped the case once Jack's, Jack Phillips countersued. Now, the problem with the Supreme Court decision is they never ruled on the actual merit of the case, but rather that they invalidated the Colorado Civil Rights Commission's uh, ruling because they said they were hostile toward Jack Phillips' faith. That's why it was a 7-2 ruling. A lot of people mistakenly said, well, there you have it. This sets a precedent that uh, bakers and, and, say, wedding planners and whomever else, they do not have to use their business or participate in a ceremony that violates their personal Christian beliefs or, per, or their personal faith, okay? The Supreme Court really never took that ruling on, and until the high court actually rules on that, unfortunately, this is the kind of persecution Jack Phillips has to endure. And yes, it is persecution. It, it's, it's very clear that this is personal. And again, this is very obvious tactics of the far-left mob, and yes, it is a mob. I'm not afraid to use that word. Okay, it is the tactics of the mob to say you will be made to care. Okay, this is a brilliant piece that Eric Erickson wrote during this whole culture war battle around same-sex marriage. Eventually, conservatives say, you know what, whatever, live and let live. It doesn't affect my marriage. You want to go ahead and marry someone of the same sex, whatever, you know, have at it. I, I really don't care anymore. But you will be made to care. Not only will you have to show tolerance, but you will have to show 100% full acquiescence is where they had him with this. Well, I bring all this up again because there was a lawsuit filed June 5th in Denver District Court, and this is again by this Autumn Scardina, according to KCNC-TV in Denver. Uh, Jim Campbell, senior counsel with 
the Alliance Defending Freedom, who has represented Phillips in prior cases, said in a statement provided to the Daily Signal that he doesn't think the lawsuit against Phillips will be any more successful in court. A new lawsuit has been filed against Masterpiece Cake Shop that appears to largely rehash old claims, Campbell said, adding the state of Colorado abandoned similar ones just a few months ago. So this latest attack by Scardina looks like yet another desperate attempt to harass harass cake artist Jack Phillips. And it stumbles over the one detail that matters most. Jack serves everyone. He just cannot express all messages through his custom cakes. This time, Scardina is being represented by lawyers Paula Grayson and John McHugh. Grayson said their client is suing because, quote, the dignity of all citizens in our state needs to be honored. Masterpiece Cake Shop said before the Supreme Court they would serve any baked goods to members of the LGBT community, Grayson said. It was just the religious significance of it being a wedding cake. We don't believe they've been honest with the public. Well, no, sir, with all due respect, I'm no legal beagle, but I can tell you, Mr. Grayson, you're wrong here. Okay? He has no problem serving baked goods to the members of the LGBT community. That much is true. But when you're asking him to use his artistic talents to convey a message that he does not want to convey, that he believes violates his religious conscience, that's where he's drawing the line. So, no, Jack Phillips is the only one that's been consistent here in his belief. This is just, a, again, flat-out persecution. I don't mind using these, these uh, loaded words like this. This is persecution by the mob, social justice mob, all it is. And they are not going to be satisfied until he completely closes up his business. And guess what? They're going to use that as a trophy, okay, as part of the whole re-education thing. And unless you unless you think that term is loaded, well, just go back to the this this case of the Colorado Civil Rights Commission, where they basically not only cited Jack Phillips for bigotry because he wouldn't decorate a cake for a same sex wedding, but also they said that he was going to have to go through some sort of sensitivity training to basically kind of get and 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 some some use that word reeducated. And said, this is a new society, new progressive society. You're going to need to get uh, reeducated on how to interact with the public here. All right? When I hear, when I hear words like that, um, that comes from a place I don't even want to think about. So, again, this is something that he's going to have to endure and, and stand up for. And, and here's the thing. Jack Phillips serves a much higher power than, than any human being. All right? So you can keep coming at him with all you got. And if it means losing this bakery, okay, I would dare say I don't know Jack Phillips personally, but given the stands he has taken, if it means if it means that he has to lose his business or violate his religious beliefs, guess what? He'll gladly say goodbye to that business. I would guess. Okay, again, don't know the man personally, but given the way he's been standing up to, again, I'm not afraid to use this word, term, the mob. Um, Nothing's going to shake history, that's for certain. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Please feel free to weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming up with one final segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. So you're walking out on sentimental street. What you doing out there? AM 1280, The Patriot. Varicose and spider veins. What a gift from my mom. 
She had them, and I got them. Not only are they uncomfortable and sometimes painful, but I stopped wearing skirts and shorts because I was embarrassed and hated the way my legs looked. When my kids asked, what are those things on your legs? That was it. I finally went to Vein Clinics of America. The doctors at Vein Clinics of America have been treating vein disease for over 35 years. They're the largest and most experienced vein treatment center in the U.S. The best part is, Vein Clinics of America is coming to the Twin Cities this spring, and most insurance is accepted. So if you have tired, swollen, and painful legs, or suffer from embarrassing varicose and spider veins like I did, you can now get world-class treatment for your legs right here in the Twin Cities at Vein Clinics of America. To learn more about location openings, call 800-593-4411. 800-593-4411. That's 800-593-4411. Dish TV is better than cable TV. Here's why. Dish has the nation's lowest TV price, along with an award-winning DVR that can skip commercials, record eight shows at once, and get access to thousands of movies at your fingertips. Cable simply can't even compare. So the smart choice is to cut the cable and get Dish. Plus, you get all these great TV features, free HD DVR upgrade, free installation, and free movie channels. Say goodbye to cable and get more with Dish TV. 800-293-0328. 800-293-0328. As an added bonus, you can switch to Dish now and receive a $50 Visa gift card. So call now and get Dish TV. Call 800-293-0328, 800-293-0328, that's 800-293-0328. Limited time offer, 24-month commitment and credit qualification required. Cancellation fee, monthly equipment fees, and other restrictions apply. Promotion can change at any time. Looking for future leaders we can trust and believe in? Look no further than the high school student-athletes right here in Minnesota. High school sports teach young people how to be effective leaders. It begins by making their grades and being on time for practice. It includes learning to listen, following directions, accepting responsibility, being a good role model. And it's about respect for officials, opponents, the rules, and each other. The result? It transcends sports. It gives us hope for the future. High school sports. There's so much more than just a game. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Welcome back in Plumbing and Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. One final segment on the broadcast with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Did you see this bizarre story about a former uh, Red Sox player and former Twins player? Of course, given how uh, needy and uh, self-indulgent the Minnesota media is, they uh, probably said former Twins player first, but uh, made his nut, of course, with the Red Sox. Uh, David Ortiz, while uh, be, uh, hanging out down in the Dominican Republic, which is his home country, I think he lives in Florida now, but uh, apparently, uh, this just reads like a Martin Scorsese movie. This was in the uh, uh, Daily Mail. Uh, police in the Dominican Republic believe former Boston Red Sox star David Big Poppy Ortiz was shot by two cops hired by a Dominican Republic drug lord 
who believe the baseball player was having an affair with his wife, DailyMail.com has learned. Three law enforcement sources confirmed the motive on Monday as Ortiz, age 43, recovered in the hospital. The drug lord has not been named. On Monday, Ortiz's representative, Leo Lopez, denied that the shooting had anything to do with a woman, but said it was the act of hired killers. Uh, just an aside, uh, Tiffany Ortiz, a, a.k.a. Mrs. David Ortiz, yeah, I'm probably thinking you're going to want to deny that uh, because I'd be more scared of the wife than I would be a drug lord in that particular situation, that's for sure. I'm sorry, I don't mean to make light of it, but this is just bizarre. This is absolutely bizarre. This, re- Like I said, this reads like a Martin Scorsese movie, for crying out loud. Uh, dealing with the uh, Daily Mail story, uh, there is no doubt this was a, that it was an act of hired killers. If we had known that there was a dangerous situation, he would have not have been at that nightclub at that moment. Again, this was uh, his representative, Leo Lopez, uh, told uh, Diario Libre. Uh, now, after this took place, Ortiz was since flown to Mass General Hospital in uh, Boston, where he where additional procedures have taken place, and he's been reported as stable. Uh, and I haven't heard anything genuinely new on this, but the fact that they had to perform surgery, they had to take out his gallbladder, which you can live it on a gallbladder. I had mine removed two two years ago. That's that's no problem. But when you're have to, having to remove parts of other organs due to the damage from the gunshot wound, um, yeah, I'd I, I be a little hesitant to say that he's completely out of the woods yet. He's still a recovery ahead of him. But this is just, it, this is just a long list of bizarre things going on down in the Dominican Republic. I mean, you had a woman who wrote an op-ed or wrote a Facebook post that was then reported by the New York Post of how she was brutally assaulted while walking one evening to, I think, go get a snack or something. And they had another American couple, I believe, from uh, Maryland that was found dead in their hotel room. And there's been multiple individuals who mysteriously died after indulging in drinks. Again, all in the Dominican Republic. Well, what's going on down there? Uh, You know, this, this is way too much to be just a coincidence. But... Uh, anyways, that's just kind of an aside. Um, I did want to get some updates, look for some updates on the uh, Ortiz shooting. And ABCnews.com looks like they had a uh, they had a couple of updates here. Let me see if I can find the uh, latest one. Yeah, uh, there was three more who were arrested in Ortiz shooting as the manhunt for someone that calls themselves the surgeon continues. You got to read the abcdews.com story. Three more people were arrested late Thursday in the botched attempt hit on Red Sox legend David Ortiz. As the surgeon, one of now 10 men involved in the shooting continues to be on the run. As a search for Luis Alfredo Rivas Clas, age 31, intensified, U.S. authorities said he's also wanted for an attempted homicide in Pennsylvania that had striking similarities to the Sunday night shooting that left Ortiz with a bullet wound to the back. Uh, first of all, the London Daily Mail story that I uh, that I read from, they attached surveillance footage from the nightclub of Ortiz just sitting there hanging out with his buddies, and someone approached him and shot him right in the back area. Uh, I hate to say it, if they really wanted to kill him, I mean, he was right there. 
they could have taken a, an effective kill shot. I hate to think about that, but looking at the surveillance video, they accident, absolutely could have taken him out. So whatever the motivation ends up being for this, again, if it is, if it was a drug lord hiring some dirty cops or whatever that was alleged, uh, this was very clearly uh, a warning more than anything. If they really wanted him dead, I, I, I look at that fo- footage and I'm like, he was just a sitting duck. That's scary. Uh, anyways, the Berks County Sheriff's Office confirmed to ABC News on Thursday that they have been looking for Rivas Clace since April 2018 when he was identified as a suspect involved in the shooting of a black man in, or a, of a uh, of a man in Redding. That victim, like Ortiz, survived a bullet wound to the back. So he so he ha- apparently has an M.O. shoots people in the back. Maybe he thinks if he shoots them just right, they they die a slow, agonizing death, as opposed to a, you know take a kill shot to the head. And again, sorry to be morbid here, folks, but I, I'm just I, I'm just n- overwhelmed by the just the bizarre nature of this story. Uh, let's see. Let's read the quote here. The victim stated Rivas Clay threatened to have killed him a few days before the shooting occurred. The Berks P- County Sheriff's Office said in a statement posted on its Facebook page following the April 22, 2018 incident. Rivas Clays, who previously lived in Reading, allegedly did conspire with another suspect to shoot the victim, the sheriff's office statement reads. The three people arrested Thursday night were uh, Lanny Estefani Perez Reyes, Jose Eduardo Ciprian, or Chuki, and Carlos Rafael Alvarez, or Carlos Nike according to the Dominican Republic's National Prosecutor's Office. All three will be charged with attempted murder, criminal association, and illegal possession of weapons. Wait a minute. So you mean weapons were obtained illegally? So putting laws in place don't prevent people from getting us? Huh. (coughs) Sorry, sorry. Another day. So many digressions this show. I apologize. On Wednesday, the police in the Dominican Republic named Rivas Clase as one of seven suspects involved in the brazen shooting of the 43-year-old former Red Sox slugger who was shot from behind at close range as he sat at the outdoor patio bar of the Dial Bar and Lounge, a nightclub in Santo Domingo, the nation's capital, on Sunday. Police said six other men allegedly involved in the attack stalked Ortiz in a coordinated effort to kill him and collect a nearly $8,000 bounty placed on the retired Major League Baseball player's head. Dominican Authority... Okay, so if I read that, it reads it reads as though that they did want to, to take him out, if I'm reading that correctly. Uh, Dominican authorities have not revealed who ordered the hit on Ortiz or why he was targeted. The sus- suspected gunman who shot Ortiz was identified by police as a 25-year-old Rolfi Ferreira Cruz, who is one of six suspects who was under arrest, according to police. Uh, Furea Cruz, according to Dominican uh, police, allegedly confessed to shooting Ortiz. Uh, Furea Cruz also is also believed to be the same man wanted in a pair of armed street robberies on December 22, 2017 in Clifton, New Jersey. A detective, Lieutenant Robert Bracken, with the city's police department, told the Star-Ledger newspaper of Newark, New Jersey. Other suspects under arrest in the Dominican Republic were... Uh, were uh, identified as Eddie Vladimir Feliz Garcia, Reynaldo Rodriguez Valenzuela, Joel Ro- Rodriguez Cruz, uh, Oliver Moise Mirabel Acosta, 
and uh, Polifrio Alande Deschamps Vasquez. So just, wow, six people have been arrested for $8,000. I mean, I, I'm no expert in this area. And again, I don't mean to sound flip on this. Please, please forgive me if I do. That's not my intent. But $8,000, okay? I mean, has that become a, a saturated market where you can only command $8,000 for, for a hit? It's just, this is just beyond bizarre. And again, uh, no other major publication, like, for instance, ABC News, is giving much credence to the story of drug lord basically hiring dirty cops to carry out this hit. No other, no other outlets giving this, giving that much credence. Like I say in this ABC News story, they they say, well, we ref- refuse to uh, name the motive, or what, or we're hesitant to name the motive, or to convey the motive. So, uh, this is some pretty bizarre, scary stuff. And uh, I think David Ortiz, you know, that's his homeland, the Dominican Republic. Uh, there's definitely got to be some heightened security if he ever goes uh, back there. And uh, for those who are looking for a vacation destination to a foreign land, given some of the things that have happened in the Dominican Republic uh, recently, not someplace I'm going to put on my vacation destination list anytime soon, that's for sure. Folks, I've enjoyed it. AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week. Closing time. Turn all of the lights on. My name's Christina Stumble, and I own Farm Girl Flowers in San Francisco. With my Spark Cash Card from Capital One, I earn unlimited 2% cash back on all my business purchases. Last year, I redeemed $115,000 in cash back. Yeah, $115,000. And that doubled our digital marketing budget for the summer. Thanks to my Spark Card, we had our best summer yet. Imagine what the Spark Card from Capital One could do for your business. What's in your wallet? Real Capital One customers pay for real stories. Credit approval required. We're surrounded by noise, bombarded by information, messages struggling to get attention, so many choices and ways to reach customers. Your message needs to cut through and stand out. Today's technology can do that, but you need the resources and know-how to make it all work. You need Salem Surround. With all the digital marketing tools available and necessary to compete in today's business world, you need to know how to use all the options efficiently. Our team at Salem Surround has the expertise to manage all your digital marketing under one roof. We know digital marketing and how to deliver customers so you can run your business. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. For no limitations on how and where you can reach customers, there's Salem Surround. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. Are you a member of our rewards program? Yeah. I had the card here somewhere. We've all been there, rustling around for a rewards card you can't seem to find. At AM 1280 The Patriot, we've simplified the process. All the perks, none of the hassle. It's the Freedom Fan Club, where you'll get early access to tickets, exclusive content, prizes, and more. 
Sign up at am1280thepatriot.com. People looking to buy a new fence in Minnesota are lucky. Lucky because unlike with other types of purchases, when it comes to buying a new fence, the choice has been made so darn easy. Only one company truly stands above the rest and has for a long, long time. Midwest Fence has not only been around far longer than anyone else and thus is far more experienced, they're the largest fence company in the state, which means Midwest Fence has the greatest variety of fence designs. You won't believe the seemingly endless styles you can choose from these days. And Midwest Fence buys in such bulk they can keep their prices lower than other companies. That's why why, if you're ready for a fence, you're just plain lucky. The legendary fence company that's been making people smile since Truman was president is but a phone call away and ready to stop out and deliver a free estimate. Your turn to smile, folks. Learn more at MidwestFence.com. AM 1280. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's Dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.